And who says we don't like short slates? We love short slates. Our buddy Adam Azer tells us before the show, I cashed last night with Devin Harris and Dragon Bender. And that's why you listen to the Sportsline DFS podcast. You play bad plays and still win money. We are printing money on these short slates. You know, we've <laughs> talked about how we don't like them, but I got to tell you, short slates have been pretty profitable for me so far this season. I'm Heath Cummings, and I hate short slates. He's Mike McClure, and he seems like he's getting a little bit more accustomed to them or likes them a little more. doesn't matter tonight because it's Wednesday night, and we have a nine-game game left to me before the show, before some of the news that we have now, saying this was one of the worst slates of the year. Yeah, it definitely felt that way this morning. Uh, about 10.30, I was looking around. There just wasn't a ton of value. Some of those mid-range values, you just never comfortable with some of those plays. Right. But now I think it's really turned into a pretty fun slate with uh, some of the injury news that we have here. Well, let's just jump right to it. And who is your must-play play of the night? Uh, I'm going to go with Steph Curry. Steph Curry. That's not a very Mike McClure must-play play of the night. It is not. I uh, I don't typically play Steph all that often, as I used to think he was quite overrated. I'm, I'm coming around a little bit, but uh, Draymond Green out here. Going to be a very fast-paced game with Chicago. The Bulls are playing at one of the highest paces in the league recently. Uh, definitely the highest total on the night. Uh, I've got the Warriors projected for just over 120 points as a team, uh, which is... By far the highest number on the night. So give me Steph Curry and all the usage, all the three-pointers tonight. I'm actually going to go with Kevin Durant because I'm a chalk eater, and he's 10600 on both sites. Steph is cheaper on FanDuel, $800 cheaper, in fact, and I can understand why you'd want to play him there. He's only $200 less on DraftKings, though. Do you like – like, it's – not that difficult on FanDuel to say, I'm going to play Steph Curry, I'm going to play Kevin Durant, and I'm not giving an excuse for playing Kevin Durant because I don't need one. Draymond Green's out, and you gave all the information I need to give. It's not that hard to play Steph and Durant on FanDuel. No, on I DraftKings, it's uh, pretty difficult. Yeah, it's very difficult, actually, on DraftKings to do it, and I will probably prioritize Kevin Durant on DraftKings just because of the position and, and kind of how it works out there. Uh, but on FanDuel, I think that uh, not only can you do it, I think that you probably should do it tonight. I, I agree 100%. Who should you not play tonight? Who is your stay away of the night? Well, you know, when I give these stay aways, I like to give players that I think just aren't going to return quite the value that you need. Doesn't mean they're not going to have a high floor and have a great game. Or have a great game like Jokic did last night. Yes. Uh, the guy that I'm going <laughs> to give could very well do that, and that's Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Uh, to start this day at 10.30 a.m., I had Russell Westbrook in, in my optimal lineups. Uh, the way my model was running there was spitting out Westbrook everywhere. Uh, now, with the injury news, I, I don't think that there's any reason to pay up for Westbrook when you've got Steph Curry there. Uh, I think that he can put up close to a similar total in this spot. Uh, so I'll be avoiding Russell Westbrook just thinking that that price tag is simply too high to return much value with nine games on the slate. And I'm kind of going to go the same type of direction. I'm going to stay away from Giannis Antetokounmpo. And I will say, I went to my first Miami Heat game on Sunday, and it was to see Giannis. Took the two boys. Very excellent environment. It's hard to cheer against the Heat. We were basically all cheering for Giannis. He played like hot garbage in that game. And I'm going to give him a little bit of a break for that. He probably just had the Miami flu. Like, he is a young guy. He came down to Miami, had a day game on a Sunday. What do you expect? Yeah. But the thing about it is the Miami Heat against the power forward position have been very good this year. They're just kind of average in terms of defense versus position against most positions. When it comes to the power forward position, they are the very best. 
Mm-hmm. And that's largely because of James Johnson. And James Johnson is not a bad matchup for, in, in terms of guarding Giannis Antetokounmpo. I'm staying away from him at $11,600, at $1,000 more on FanDuel than Kevin Durant. I can't justify paying for him. Yeah, yeah, I can't justify paying for him. And there's, you know, we say this, I say this quite often. I don't think there's really an edge to be had by playing him over Durant tonight. Now, what about on DraftKings where he's $300 less? Uh, you could argue a little bit there, but, you know, I, uh, I, I still tend to think that you have to play Durant over, over Giannis. Tonight. I mean, we've seen something with Giannis just this season and especially here recently. It's not just the Heat that have done it. The Pacers did a great job of it as well. They just decide we're not going to guard you at the three point line and we're going to help off from both directions. You don't have any shooters around you. Right. What are you going to do? Yeah. And I, you know, if there's a team that's going to do that, I think Miami is that team. Uh, so I, I definitely, I definitely don't like Giannis. So it kind of makes sense. Our, our plays of the day, Steph Curry and Kevin Durant, play them both on FanDuel, Mike says. And the stayaways are at the same position, and they're the two players that are more expensive, Russell Westbrook and Giannis Antetokounmpo. No, nothing too groundbreaking right there. Let's just jump right into the slate because it is a big slate, nine games and a lot of weird spots. We start with this Golden State at Chicago game, an over-under of 231.5, just ridiculous. The Warriors only eight-point favorites, despite the fact that they are the best team in the NBA, playing against one of the worst. They don't have Draymond. They don't have Andre Iguodala. We talked about Steph Curry. We talked about Kevin Durant. Chicago, in terms of DVP, are actually, their worst position is the shooting guard position. Yeah, that's very interesting because Clay is the guy that, uh, is still probably going to go under owned here, even though that, that DVP is there. Uh, because, you know, Jordan Bell is stepping into the starting lineup for Draymond Green here, and he's obviously going to pick up quite a bit of ownership. Uh, and the guy that I'm really questioning though, what are we doing with Omri Caspi? What are the, what are the Warriors doing with Omri Caspi? That's the thing. I mean, he has to suit up, right? If Draymond's not playing. You would think so. Um, I, I, I mean, they could run Kevin Looney out there for 24 minutes. They, they could run Bell. The thing I like about Bell being out there with the starters is he doesn't shoot. Right. So it's just even more shots for everybody else. Caspi's interesting. I, I hadn't really thought about it because they've just kind of ignored him, but it could definitely be one of those situations where he hasn't played for a while and now all of a sudden we're just going to put him out there for 24 minutes. And you know, when he's out there, he's just going to shoot the ball. Yeah. I mean, when he's out there, we have a large, large sample size of this guy scoring at least a fantasy point per minute. Right. When, when he's out there. Uh, and, you know, this Bulls game, fast pace, I, I think I like Omri Caspi quite a bit. Um, you know, he was a healthy scratch, technically, in his last game. He's not played since the Clippers game on January 10th. He's only played three games this year. Yeah, so he's he's had injury issues, and he was injured in a few of those games. He was finally cleared to play on Monday when he was the healthy scratch. Uh, I tend to think he suits up and plays in this spot. Uh, he's probably going to be sub-10% owned, though, on the slate, right? Oh, yeah. He's somebody you... You have to keep an eye on in terms of the best value plays of the night. He's 3,600 on both sites. Small forward eligible on FanDuel, small forward and power forward on DraftKings. That doesn't really help you. You're going to play him at small forward or you're going to play him at forward. But, uh, yeah, an interesting value play. You like him more than Looney for sure. I definitely like him more than Looney. And, uh, you know, even at, at that price, uh, I would maybe consider just locking him in almost on DraftKings and punting one of those spots if it meant that I could get an extra stud in there tonight. Right, and it would. Is there anyone that you like on the Bulls? Actually, yes. Uh, I like Zach Levine quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, the the minutes limit is obviously concerning. You don't like to have players that are limited to 20 minutes. 
Um, we don't have any word yet if he's going to play more than 20 yet. I tend to think it'll probably be maybe up to 22 or three in this, in this, uh, game here. Uh, but he, he's going to thrive in this matchup. Everyone should thrive in this matchup with the elevated pace. Right. Uh, he, he's looked pretty good after coming back from the ACL injury. So yeah, he, he looked great against the Miami Heat. Yeah. Uh, which that is not an easy matchup. The first two games he's played exactly 19 minutes. If, if there's no report and I have to assume that he's still at a 20 minute cap, that really does worry me, especially on FanDuel where I can get Jordan Clarkson for $200 less with no Lonzo ball going up against Oklahoma City. I, I think I would play Clarkson over Levine, but Levine was one of those guys that I was looking at early on the slate and thinking, man, if we could just get a report that he was going to play 24 minutes tonight. Right. Yeah. Then I'd extra, love him. An extra four minutes literally means six to seven fantasy points for him. Which is enough to take it from, eh, I don't really want to play it to, yeah, I should probably have this guy tonight. And then something I saw interesting, and we're probably just completely ignoring this, but we talked about all the other Warriors, so we'll mention him as well. The guy that really sees the big boost in usage, it seems, when Draymond's off the court that we didn't mention is David West. Yeah. He, now, he gets 25% usage, but he never plays 20 minutes. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's got a permanent minute limit of 15, and, uh, that, you know, that's, Sometimes that is enough for him. You know, we've seen him have 35 fantasy points in 15 minutes so a, a few times this season. But he's tournament only. He, he's tournament only. I would much rather take a gamble on Omri Caspi at this point. I know they don't play the same position on FanDuel, but I, I would much rather invest in Omri Caspi, even knowing that he was a healthy scratch last time out. Now, I'm just now realizing that I did not give the big news of the day. The big game of the day we went with first. Just yeah. changing the routine up a little bit. The big news, Draymond and Andre Iguodala out. We already talked about that. Chandler Parsons also out. Mark Gasol didn't practice. He's questionable. So is James Ennis. Manu Ginobili, Rudy Gay, and Kawhi Leonard now out for the Spurs with Pau Gasol questionable. I assume when we get to that game, there are going to be a lot of Spurs you want to talk about, or at least a couple. Yep, at least a couple. Uh, DeAndre Jordan, you've got listed here as questionable, and there is a lot of conflicting information out there. First off, he doesn't want to be on the Clippers anymore. He wants to go play for the Rockets. (laughs) Second, on Monday, when they said he wasn't going to play against Houston, they said that they expected him to be out two to three games. Now there's some reports that he may be questionable. I've mostly done my research thinking that DeAndre Jordan's not going to play tonight. We'll talk about that more in just a bit. And then Tyler Johnson and Lonzo Ball both out tonight for the Heat and Lakers, respectively. And that does create a little bit of value. Yeah, it certainly does. Let's just move on to the DeAndre Jordan question, the second highest over under the night, Denver at the Clippers, 222 for the over-under. Clippers, two-and-a-half-point favorites. Clippers have been really pretty good against centers when DeAndre plays, and yeah. they're pretty good against point guards. They are absolutely awful against wings and forwards. Awful. They've been killed this year, and there's a lot of wings and forwards on this Denver roster. Yes. How are you feeling about this game, first on the Denver side? So on the Denver side, I, I want to first – say that I think that it's probably large tournament only. I don't I at this time I'm not really looking towards anybody in cash games from Denver. Uh you know, they are on a back to back after playing last night. So that that's a little concerning to me. Um you know, I I think the guy that really has that that upside that I'm looking for in a tournament is maybe Will Barton at this point for me. Yes. Uh I mean, of course you Jokic you can say that guy's got upside every time he takes the floor. But I think for me, it's Will Barton is the guy that I'm most interested in here. I will say that looking on DraftKings specifically, 
Will Barton is fifty five hundred. Yep. Wilson Chandler is forty one. Jamal Murray also not a bad not a bad price at uh, fifty seven hundred. So I I like those Nuggets wings a lot more as value plays on DraftKings than I like their price on FanDuel, where they're all closer to the sixty seven seven thousand dollar range. That's just too much on a slate this big. Yeah, I, I don't think you can justify paying for him. Not the way the values kind of opened up with, uh, especially with the Spurs injuries. If we assume that DeAndre Jordan's not playing, and again, we're recording this at 2.30 Eastern. We don't know for sure on Jordan. Let's just presume for a second he's not playing. Yep. You've got two value bigs for the Clippers. We'll talk about Blake Griffin in just a second as well. Willie Reed, who generally starts, but Montrez Harrell, who's much better offensive player. Harold's 6,000 on FanDuel, no chance. Yeah, Willie, I can't do that. Willie Reed, though, 4,200 on FanDuel. Montrez Harrell, 4,500 on DraftKings. Do you like either of those in those specific spots? Yeah, I think Harrell is uh, someone you definitely should be considering on uh, on DraftKings for sure. I uh, can't do it on FanDuel. Just the price point, there's no way that I can get there. Uh, but I do like him on DraftKings at 4,500. You know, you look at just take a look at his game logs. You know, he's played 32, 22, 27, 26. Uh, didn't score less than 22 fantasy points. Uh, you know, obviously I want more than 22, but if I get 22 at 4,500, it doesn't absolutely destroy me. Right. So I think it's safe to operate as, you know, that, you know, that 22 points is maybe his floor in this spot. Right. It should be. Obviously we know it's not really his floor. Right. But on average, his floor should be 22 points. So I think he's a very strong play over on DraftKings. There's two, there's something that works both in Willie Reed's favor and possibly against him. And that's the matchup against the Nuggets with Jokic. Because mm-hmm. Reed is the bigger of the two. Yeah. I don't really think Montrez Harrell can handle Nikolai, Nikolai Jokic. No. At all. But also, he could have Willie Reed in foul trouble in all of about two minutes. Yes. So that that's concerning. I don't think either of them are safe as a cash play. I like Reed on FanDuel as a tournament play. Yeah, I agree with that. Is Blake Griffin your third favorite stud tonight then? He was, uh, right as we were about to start recording this. <laughs> now I think that there's a legitimate question between Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge. Yeah. Um, especially if we don't know if DeAndre Jordan's playing or not. Uh, so I, I think it's really close. I obviously, I still like Blake Griffin a lot. Uh, I'll definitely have exposure to him across the number of lineups that I play tonight. So it's just, it's really, even on FanDuel, it's pretty tough to play Steph Durant and Blake Griffin. Um, I don't know. I think you, you don't think do it's that it. tough. <laughs> well, I mean, you have to commit to playing someone like Zach Levine, right, uh, in, in order to do it. Uh, but I, I don't think it's as hard as as you think it is. But I do, you know, it's certainly not a lock. You know, you're taking a risk or two at a few spots. Let's move on. Assuming you don't have anybody else there, the Pelicans going to Atlanta. Pelicans second night of a back to back on the road, so they're only two and a half point favorites against the Hawks. Over under of two twenty one point five. And there are some definitely some interesting plays. Listen, we made the right call last night in playing Anthony Davis over DeMarcus Cousins. So yep. There's no question. If you played Anthony Davis and either um, Booker or Butler, you had a good night. You were you were in good shape. I think that probably flip flops tonight, and I'm going with Boogie against the Hawks, who are the worst team in the NBA against the center position. Yeah, if I'm picking one of the two, I'm definitely leaning towards DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, I do at this time think it's kind of difficult to get to either one of them. Right. Uh, knowing that I'm looking towards Durant and Curry to start. But uh, I definitely would prefer DeMarcus Cousins over Anthony Davis. I'm very interested to see, 
A, if Anthony Davis goes to the locker room tonight. Right. And B, what his ownership looks like after putting up back-to-back 45 and 15 games, which is pretty ridiculous. Oh, it's absurd. There's nobody else in New Orleans you're really considering? Uh, probably not. I mean, I, I think, you know, there's one guy that could have a little bit of tournament upside, and that's Drew Holiday. Uh, I know he benefited from overtime recently, but you look at his last three games even, 48.3, 54, 49, uh, and then even before that, 36, 36, you know, he's got an incredibly high floor right now. He's really found a way to fit in uh, for New Orleans. I think that he makes a very interesting tournament play. Um, and I will just say on the Hawks side of thing, I'm not even going to say Urson. You guys always know Urson's a decent play. The Pelicans, not very good against power forwards. But anyway, they're terrible against point guards. Mm-hmm. Dennis Schroeder, 7,800 on FanDuel. He does have 50-55 fantasy point upside. This is a good matchup for him. I don't think he's a cash play at all, but I don't think he's a bad tournament option. And maybe one of my nominations for all-tournament team. I like it. And let's go, should, yeah, let's throw him on the all-tournament team. All-tournament team. He's just 7,500 on DraftKings. So yep. and I would not expect his ownership to be very high, especially with him right in the same price range as Goran Dragic, yeah. who just tore up the Milwaukee Bucks. Anybody else in this game you're really interested in? Um... I mean, I think you, you know, you can mention Kent Bazemore's name. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, this is a spot where he could excel. You get New Orleans who's tired on a back-to-back after the overtime game. Uh, this is a pace-up spot for the Hawks, which is a good thing for a player like Bazemore. Anytime you get a game that could turn a little sloppy, right. uh, that really fits his skill set well. So I'll mention Kent Bazemore. I don't know how much I'll use. I might have one or two shares of Bazemore tonight, but he's someone that I wouldn't be shocked if I'm sitting up at, 2 a.m. wondering why I didn't have more Kent Bazemore. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been there sitting up at 2 a.m. wondering why in the world I played Kent Bazemore. So next we've got the <laughs> Los Angeles Lakers against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Nine and a half point favorites the Thunder are with an over-under of 216.5. And I've got a little narrative for you. I know you enjoy the narrative. Mm-hmm. You just said you don't, you don't want to play Russell Westbrook necessarily. But we know that Paul George would like to be a Los Angeles Laker in the very near future. Yes, he would. He is 8,300 tonight on FanDuel, 75 on DraftKings. And the Lakers are the worst team in the NBA against the small forward position. Yeah, everything is lining up nicely. Not to mention the Oklahoma City Thunder has, they have the largest pace differential on the slate. Uh, so the, you know, biggest bump in pace for them, which is a good thing. Anytime you give Russell Westbrook and Carmelo Anthony, and Paul George, a little more pace. That, that's going to be a good thing, I think. Right. More opportunity, you know, more opportunities for them all to chuck, which is a good thing. Uh, so I like this spot quite a bit for Paul George. Uh, I can't get to Russell Westbrook because of the price, but I think Paul George, that price is kind of hard to ignore, especially on DraftKings where you have the positional flexibility, you get the bonus points, you know, the, this, the price tag's a little lower. So I'm definitely all on board with Paul George. With and you. I don't ever like playing Carmelo Anthony. Ever. Ever. But, He's 6,400. He will play some small forwards. It's probably not the worst idea to play him in a tournament, but I'm not going to do it. On the Lakers side of things, there's value because Lonzo Ball is out. Yep. And it will be spread up, spread around a little bit. Josh Clarkson though, 3,900 averages basically a fantasy point per minute when he's on the court without Lonzo. He played 30 minutes against the Mavericks, scored 26 fantasy points. I would expect in this game he's going to play 25 to 30 minutes. Yep. And so I like Clarkson quite a bit, especially on FanDuel where he's 3,900. Yeah, I think he's the strongest play on FanDuel because, again, you always have to roster two of them. 
right. uh, to at the actual shooting guard position. I do think it's very interesting picking between Jordan Clarkson and Zach Levine tonight. Right. Uh, I think that's really the decision of the night for me. Uh, it's because it could go, you know, they could put up identical numbers, but it could also go very poorly. Uh, one thing I like for Clarkson is the fact that Andre Roberson will not be on the floor for the Oklahoma City Thunder. He's still out. So that is a, uh, right. a big boost to the Lakers perimeter players. Uh, so yeah, I like Jordan Clarkson a lot here in this spot. And then, it's like Tyler Ennis is probably going to start, but you don't have any interest in Tyler Ennis, do you? I'm probably not playing Tyler Ennis in the spot as I generally don't think that that's a spot where I'm looking to a ton <laughs> of value tonight. I, I understand that. Uh, anybody else on the Lakers you're thinking about? Um, the only guy, no, not really. I, I don't, I don't think I even want to say his name, but Brandon Ingram is the guy I wanted to say, but he, yeah. knowing that he's dealing with an ankle injury, uh, I'm not super excited there. The only reason I like him in these spots is he's a young guy. He's been hyped up a lot. He really does like to step up in these kind of matchups and kind of prove that he belongs. Right. And with players like Westbrook and Paul George on the floor at the same time, he knows that Paul George wants to come join the Lakers. It's a spot where I wouldn't be shocked if he put up 45 fantasy points. Uh, but the ankle injury is a little concerning. So I, I think it's, you know, deep flyer in tournaments, but nowhere near your cash games. Next, we've got the Washington Wizards at the Charlotte Hornets, an over-under of 214. Charlotte, a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Both these teams pretty good against big men, pretty terrible against wings. Otto Porter at 6,600. Is that any interest at all? Uh, no, not any interest at all for me. Okay. Anybody at this game that you're interested in? Um, no, not not really. I can't really argue with you. I was just trying to throw somebody a bone when I threw out Otto Porter, but, and I do feel like we've seen plenty of times in the past where John Wall and Kimball Walker just go crazy at each other. Yep. And that could happen tonight. And so to that point, that's a major reason why I want you to go over to Sportsline and get, uh, the pick that we have on this game. Right. We have a very strong pick on the total in this game. And I'm going to go ahead and give it away to you for free today. We're actually three and oh on the podcast on picks that we've given away. And I want you to take the under in this game. And, you know, the total's at 215 currently. And I've got it projected for quite a bit less than that. And one of the reasons is, Heath just mentioned, these guys like to trade baskets back and forth, yeah. which tends to lead to a little more half-court offense and, you know, a little more isolation play, which does slow the pace of play of the game here. Uh, so I like the under. Get over to Sportsline. Get that one and get a couple of the other picks that we've got several strong A picks tonight. Excellent, excellent stuff, Mike. Get over to Sportsline, sign up, and then you'll just, when Mike says this, you'll know, oh yeah, I need to go check the picks. But you won't have to rely on just the free picks because you'll be making money on all the other picks. Moving on, Detroit Pistons at the Toronto Raptors. Raptors are seven and a half point favorites, over under of 212.5. And again, I don't find myself really searching for anyone from this game. Yeah, which is interesting because there are guys in this game that could uh, put up some fantasy points really quickly. Yeah. Um, wow. I, like, if I had to choose one guy that I think is a pretty good value, it's probably Kyle Lowry, especially on DraftKings at, at 7,500. I think he's, if you're going to fade stiff, that's, that's not a bad way to go. His ownership would be low. Yeah, so for me, that, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that. Because you have, we know we have extreme positional flexibility on DraftKings. Right. For me, in tournaments tonight, it's a question of Kyle Lowry and Paul George because, you know, I know they don't play the same position, but you can still build a lineup with all the flexibility there. And I, I like that you mentioned that because I do think that, you know, if you're talking utility spots and with that flexibility, I think that Kyle Lowry is an excellent pivot 
away from Paul George, knowing that Paul George is going to have, in my opinion, double the ownership. Oh, yeah, I, I would expect so. But there's n- really nobody else in this game we're that excited about. Uh, no, I'm actually kind of shocked that your stay away of the day was not DeMar DeRozan. Yes, yes. The uh, the Detroit Pistons are very good against the shooting guard position, and DeRozan at 9,100 is a little bit overpriced. Right it's now. just a little overpriced. There's a lot of depth at that position, too, tonight. So Right. Yeah, yeah I, I if I had two, I would throw DeMar DeRozan in there as well. We'll make that Adam Azer stay away of the day, DeMar DeRozan. Our next game, the Spurs. Last I saw were six-and-a-half-point favorites. Has that dropped? Um, Let me take a peek. No, still still the same. And over under a 207.5? Yes. At the Brooklyn Nets, Brooklyn is very bad against bigs. LaMarcus Aldridge seemingly does not have anyone competing with him for usage. With Kawhi Leonard out, with Pau Gasol possibly out, uh, LaMarcus Aldridge is the same pl- price as Blake Griffin. I'm kind of starting to think, Mike, that you're going to end up liking Aldridge more than Blake. Yeah, I think it's very, very close. Um I think Aldridge has probably the higher floor. Yes. Uh, I like that the game is in Brooklyn. I think it, you know, I can't say that it reduces the blowout chances that much, but it, it certainly helps, uh, playing in, you know, at Brooklyn here. They play, they play much better at, at Brooklyn. Yes. The Nets are not a terrible team at home. Right. I wonder if we find out for sure that Pal Gasol is out. Um, uh, it looks like Pal has actually just now been upgraded to probable. Okay. So he, he is Don't worry going about to play. Um, but I still, I still like Aldridge. So they played, uh, on December 26th. Aldridge had 20 points, nine rebounds, ended up with 41.8 fantasy points. I am fairly confident in saying that that's probably his floor in this matchup. Right. Uh, so, you know, knowing that, I think that I'm slightly leaning towards Aldridge over Griffin, but I, I won't fault you for playing Griffin. I will probably have lineups where I play both of them. How do we feel about Kyle Anderson as a value play? He's 4,900 on FanDuel and on DraftKings. Uh, I think you have to like him. I think that he's, uh, you know, there, there's two reasons why I like him. One, you know, he's going to start. The price is right. And then I also like that he's going to further reduce the ownership percentage on Omri Caspi. Right. So because people are way less willing to take that risk when they could just lock in Anderson there. But I, I like both of those guys is what I'm trying to say there. I think Kyle Anderson's a strong play in all formats. Anybody on the Nets you're really interested in? Um, yeah, I think in, uh, you know, we've already got our all tournament player at the point guard position, but if we wanted to give another one, I'd, I have no problem giving Spencer Dinwiddie out as a, as another play. Uh, I love that Kawhi Leonard is not going to be on the floor here. I think that that does help quite a bit. Um, I think he's going to, you know, nobody's going to own him. He's down to 6,100. He's, I, you know, I'm glad you said that he was in my original lineup and I, I kind of cleared that out so I could just start building a show lineup here. But Dinwiddie has been this cheap basically twice in the last month. Yes. One of those times he gave us nine times value. The other time he gave us 5.7. Yeah. This, this is too cheap for him. He should be at 7,000 on with this role on this team. And I know it's the Spurs. But the Spurs have been much better against wings than they have been against point guards. They've always kind of had a little bit of a blind spot against the point guard position. Mm-hmm. So, no, I, I think Dinwiddie is an excellent play. Uh, at 6,100 on FanDuel, that's just too cheap. 65 on DraftKings, I'm not, I'm not quite as excited, but it's still not a bad play. Yeah, FanDuel only. And then, uh, Karis Levert, we can mention him. Uh, you know, the shooting guard's too deep to really, right, get crazy about locking him in anywhere. Uh, but after, you know, we talked about this a week ago, he kind of takes three or four games to get up to speed. 
played 29 and 35 minutes in his last two, averaged 30 fantasy points there. Uh, at 5,500 with Kawhi off the floor, I think that, you know, he deserves a look at least. We ready to move on? Yep. The Utah Jazz, four and a half point favorites at Sacramento with an over-under of 204. And this is kind of where we start to get into the gross games of the night. The Spurs have been outstanding in terms of fantasy points allowed to both point guards, shooting guards, even pretty good against the power forward position. The Kings are doing something interesting. They've just come out and said, we're going to rest two to three veterans each night. Yep. We don't yet know which veterans they're resting tonight. Right. That's an issue. <laughs> I, I don't know that we will know. Right. Yeah. The issue is, is, you know, there, it'd be great. That, I would love that if they were a team that, you know, lived on the East Coast, but they, they don't. So right. it's going to be really difficult to know what to do there. Fortunately, in this spot, you know, they're playing Utah. This has got to, you know, this is the slowest pace game of the night. Um, you know, the Kings are themselves playing down in pace. They have the second largest negative pace differential on the slate. Uh, I don't really have any interest there just because there's nine games, you know. It would be a heck of a lot more interesting if it was a four-game slate. If I knew for sure that George Hill was resting again, then I think I would like De'Aaron Fox on DraftKings. He's 5,100. 5, yeah. I, I think that's a good value. Because you were talking about Jordan Clarkson's 48, Will Barton's 55. He's got more upside than both of those Oh, guys. by far, yeah. And DraftKings, like you said, you know, you just have to watch out for the, the pricing there. I actually used De'Aaron Fox the other day now that I remember he was 4,900. Right. Excellent play. Uh, so yeah, on DraftKings, Darren Fox is certainly in play, even for me, even if Hill's not ruled out. Are, are we going to play Utah Jazz wing roulette with Joe Ingles or, or anyone else? Or are we just staying away from the Jazz? Uh, I'm staying away from it. If I get beat because Joe Ingles scores 50 fantasy points, I'm going to congratulate my opponent. Uh, absolutely. I do have a Jazz player that I like, and maybe he's all tournament team. Maybe he's going to be too chalky for that. I don't know. I don't think so, though. Not with Not with Blake and LaMarcus Aldridge. Derek Favors. Yeah. The Kings are terrible against centers. He's a power forward on FanDuel, but he's really a center for the Jazz. Yep. At 6,900, I, I don't, I still think at that price, he has upside beyond that in this matchup. Certainly. No, I think he definitely deserves a look and, you know, he's going to be, I don't know, probably seven to 12% owned at most. I like it. I like that type of upside. I like that type of ownership. You don't like anyone else on the Jazz? Not at all. How do you feel about the Knicks? Going to Memphis to face the Grizzlies, Memphis a one and a half point favorite, over under 203.5. Knicks are awful against point guards. Are you feeling some Tyreek Evans? I am definitely feeling Tyreek Evans. I think that, uh, he's worth a shot. You know, I mean, obviously he's expensive, but for a good reason. He's going to give you some value every night. He, you know, he's got a very high floor. Um, if Mark Gasol, who missed shoot around, doesn't play, uh huh. Uh, I think you have to consider him because I think you're going to see a situation where he's going to have 35 to 40% usage rate in this game if Gasol's not on the floor. Right. And it, I even kind of like him with Gasol playing. Right. So without Gasol, yes, he, he becomes an outstanding play. I'm not really feeling the Knicks. No. Um, I can't I, find a Knicks player that I – I guess if Gasol was out, maybe Chris Stapps would have some – Maybe. Maybe, but the the problem with that is just the position, especially if we're talking about FanDuel. Right. Uh, even with Gasol out, I'm probably not playing Porzingis over Aldridge or like Griffin. Okay. So at least, you know, at least that's where I'm at. For me, it's really, you know, the the guy that I think we should talk about a little is Deontay Davis. If okay. Mark Gasol does sit, I think that Deontay Davis is 
someone that could return a little bit of value there. Uh, you know, I don't love the matchup, but I like the price point. He's a uh, bare minimum 3K on DraftKings. Uh, put up 25 fantasy points in his last game, played 14 minutes, played 12 minutes the game before. Other than that, he's hasn't played many minutes. Uh, if you flash back to right around the new year, though, he did play 24 minutes, 22 fantasy points, 17 right. minutes, 19 fantasy points, uh, 15 minutes, 23. So you're looking at a guy that's going to get you a fantasy point a minute. Uh, if Gasol doesn't play, he's going to play 20 to 25 minutes. So Deontay Davis, a good value at the center position, maybe. Maybe. If Gasol is out, because I tell you what, these guys you're telling me that you really like, they're all really expensive, Mike. You're going to yep. need some values. I'm going to need some value tonight. I, I think we're going to get it opened up. You know, obviously you'll head over to Sportsline and get my lineup tonight and see, you know, after we get some of this breaking news, but there's, uh, it's shaping up to be a stars and scrubs night for me. Miami at Milwaukee, the final game on the slate. It's not the final game in chronologically, but they only have an over under of 202 there. Yeah. Bucks are four point favorites. Trying to bounce back from the thrashing they took visiting Miami on Sunday. Again, the Heat are the best team against the power forward position. That's why Giannis is my stay away of the day. Bucks have been pretty bad against wings, and that's good because the, or actually they've been pretty good against wings. They've been bad against the point guard, which we saw that same thing happen when they played Drogic. Yep. No Tyler Johnson for the Heat. Who really benefits? Uh, I mean, I think it's tragic, but I also think that, uh, you know, man, I don't know. I can't bring myself to play anybody else. It's just, there's, there's too many options tonight. Right. Um, man, I, I, I like the upside for James Johnson, but as well as he played against Giannis, he could also have three fouls in the first quarter. Yeah. Uh, Giannis could do that to him. I think Josh Richardson has some upside. Uh, but Drogic is really the guy that I would want to play. Yeah. Um, and you know, I usually would say a guy like Wayne Ellington, but he's played so well that the price has risen to the point where I, I don't think that it is worth the risk as, you know, I think that I'd probably rather invest in Zach Levine and definitely more Jordan Clarkson, uh, than Wayne Ellington tonight. Wayne Ellington is 4,900 on FanDuel at shooting guard. So I think I'd rather save a thousand dollars with Jordan Clarkson, don't you agree? Yes, absolutely. Speaking so. of Jordan Clarkson, we've got some work to do on this FanDuel lineup. Uh you're not going to like the position we're in, so we you can tell me how to adjust from where we're at. Okay. Or maybe we'll just build this lineup and we'll try to get a second one in real quick. I've got Steph Curry plugged in. Okay. I have Jordan Clarkson plugged in. Okay. I have Tyreek Evans. All right. Paul George. Okay. And Kevin Durant. Okay. You like all those players, right? I do like all those players. You only have 47.50 remaining for a point guard, two power forwards, and a center. You yeah. don't like that very much, do you? Um, I don't love it, but I can work with it. I guess the first thing, because I know we would like to, is there, are there any punts at point guard that you really like? Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I consider it a punt. I think that, uh, Tony Parker. I mean, Parker's back for the Spurs. He's going to play. Uh, you know, I bet he plays 23 minutes or so in this game. Should, you know, he could put up 25 fantasy points. I think he's an interesting punt. I don't, you know, I, I'm not attached to the play by right. any means, but I think that, you know, in my model right now, he's popping up as a top 12 overall value of any player. In his uh, last game, he did play 25 minutes against the Hawks, scored 26 fantasy points. I'm okay with putting, I mean, he's going to lose that matchup with Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah. But I'm okay with plugging Tony Parker in there. It does not really help. And who was your favorite power forward punt? 
Uh, Jordan Bell. It's still Jordan Bell. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the, the issue that I have with Jordan Bell, you know, it's, if you're playing a lot of lineups tonight, I won't lock him in. Right. But if you're playing like cash games or something like that, I think you gotta strongly consider him just because he's still gonna be 40% owned and he could have 40 fantasy points in this game. Oh, absolutely. It's, um, I was just trying to, I, I know a couple of other names I just want to throw out there as maybes. Um, we don't really have any interest in Bertans. I don't, I, I have a small interest, but not, not a lot. Okay. And that's like, that's probably it. We probably just need to play Jordan Bell. That yeah, put, leaves I, us 5250 for a power forward and a center. Power forward and a center. All right. So. Man, I tell you what I would like to do. Ideally, is Marcus Saul's ruled out, and I can play Deontay Davis. Because if I could play Deontay Davis, then I have sixty nine hundred dollars for Derek Favors. Yeah, you know, this has turned into a you know a tournament lineup here for you. But if uh, if Marcus Saul's out, you get big usage out of Tyreek, who we've got in. You get Deontay Davis, and you can get Derek Favors. Let's just do this, okay? We always tell people you're going to have to check the injury news. We're going to lock in this lineup, and then I'm going to give you an alternative. We've got Steph Curry and Tony Parker. We've got Jordan Clarkson and Tyreek Evans. We've got Paul George and Kevin Durant. We have Jordan Bell. We have Derek Favors, and we have Deontay Davis. If, for some reason, Marc Gasol decides he needs to play tonight, I, and Mike's not endorsing this move, I will put Willie Reed in there at the center position. Mm -hmm. That leaves you 6,300 still. And oh man, there's just nobody else to like. It's just sad. You're a hundred dollars short of Carmelo. And wouldn't it be great if I could play Carmelo Anthony again? I think we do have enough time to just run through one more FanDuel lineup. DraftKings is going to be easier because I've plugged more of that one in. And I, I think we're going to stick with Steph and Durant. Okay. In fact, I know we are. All right. Uh, I want to do something a little bit different though at shooting guard. And that is go with Zach Levine. Okay. And yeah. Jordan Clarkson. Ooh. Really just get cheap at the shooting guard position. At power forward, again, I'm really feeling like it's going to be a LaMarcus over Blake Knight, so we're going to put LaMarcus Aldridge in there. And that leaves us 57-25, so we're in a little better shape. And I think we should look at one of the small forward punts. Okay. Because there are some good values at small forward tonight. And who, who would you say your favorite is right now? Uh, at this very moment, I think it's uh, got to be Kyle Anderson. Right. But I, I really want to put Omri Caspi on one. So it's <laughs> I, well, we're going to plug Omri Caspi into the DraftKings lineup. Great. It's going to be a bit of Thank a. Uh, All right. So Kyle Anderson then. Okay, and we'll we'll go right back to Jordan Bell at power forward. Now we're up to sixty-eight fifty for point guard and center. I want to see if we put Spencer Dinwiddie in there because I do want to play some Spencer Dinwiddie tonight. That leaves us 7,600 for center. That, that's not really going to excite anybody. You know, we didn't really talk about any of the high-priced centers. Yeah. No, I, I think that, I mean, we, we kind of mentioned Boogie. Right. Uh, I, I just can't see getting there. You know, when you start with Curry and Durant, it's really tough to, to pay up at center. Right. So, like, who would you say is the center that you really want to play tonight? Let's assume Gasol's playing. Assuming and you Gasol's have to like playing, a center. Then I, I have to like a center. Man, that's, uh, that's tough. Uh, it's, it might be Willie Reed. Uh, I'll probably pick between the Lopez brothers or Willie Reed. Okay. Let's just, let's just plug Willie Reed in there. 
mm-hmm. and see where that leads us. It gets us an extra $3,400. And we said we didn't necessarily want to have all of the Jordan bill, right? So what if you, do we have any value point guards at, like in the 51 maybe? Ooh. I was looking at the possibility of playing Blake and LaMarcus together. Right. And I think that's definitely a possibility. Um, This has really not moved as smoothly as I was hoping it was going to on this second FanDuel lineup. Uh, But we've got Curry. We've got Dinwiddie. We've got Zach Levine, Jordan Clarkson. We've got Kevin Durant, Kyle Anderson. We've, yeah, (laughs) I I had a feeling you were going to do that. So what you, what you do is you drop it down to Omri Caspi with Kevin Durant at the small forward position. That allows you to play Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge together. So Curry, Dinwiddie, Levine, Clarkson, Durant, Caspi, Aldridge, Griffin, and Willie Reed. You still have $300 left in case there's somebody you just can't stand in that lineup. But I kind of like that lineup. I think it works out pretty well. We'll move over to DraftKings where I've got more of a lineup put together here. And I've got... We talked about how it's kind of hard to play Steph Curry and Kevin Durant on DraftKings. You can do it. I've built some of those. I don't know if it's necessarily the best way to go about it. So what I did instead is I have Kyle Lowry at point guard, Mm -hmm. Kevin Durant at small forward, Jordan Bell at power forward, Montrez Harrell at the center position, Jordan Clarkson at shooting guard, and Paul George at my forward position. Wow. So it's Lowry, Clarkson, Durant, Bell, Harrell, George. We have 5,300 for a guard and a utility. The way I generally like to approach this is, is who's the guard that I really kind of like tonight? And then we'll figure utility out. Okay. Is there anybody in that range that you're, you're really, uh, itching to play? And you can go a little over 5,300, obviously, because we can go cheaper on the utility. Um, Let's see here. I don't know that. I mean, I we kind of liked Will Barton, right? I, you know, he's fifty five hundred. Do you like Barton or De'Aaron Fox better? Man, that's tough. Probably, man, probably Barton. I think he's he's got more upside until I get news that uh, George Hill is out. Okay, uh, if George Hill is out. I think I'd probably swap that to Fox, but I, you know. The, the good news here is you could, uh, you can kind of plug in either guy, right? Right. Well, and the nice thing is for, for you listening, you, you'll know when you're setting your lineup. Right. We'll put Barton in there. And if Fox is available, that leaves us 5,100 and you might be playing Barton and Fox because it looks like Fox is our favorite utility play in that price range as well. Yep. I, I like, I like that. I like playing both of them. So the DraftKings lineup, Kyle Lowry, Jordan Clarkson, Kevin Durant, Jordan Bell, Montrez Harrell, and again, for Montrezl Harrell, you need to make sure DeAndre Jordan is out, but that's what I'm expecting. Will Barton, Paul George, and De'Aaron Fox. Love it. The one thing we didn't talk about is the depth of the position, but I think we kind of figured it out. Center is by far the worst position tonight. Yes. Nobody wants a part of it. We like power forward. There's a ton of guard, point guards to play, as always. We're staying away from Russell Westbrook and Giannis Antetokounmpo tonight. There's no way... This ends poorly. Not at all. Well, frankly, I'm, you know, we're kind of avoiding Giannis, Westbrook, Anthony Davis, DeMarcus Cousins. Um, you know, the four guys on the slate that could put up 80, don't play them. 
Let's uh, let's roll through the all-tournament team for the night before we get out of here. I've got Spencer Dinwiddie as my point guard choice. Are we going with Zach Levine at shooting guard, or did you choose somebody else? Uh, I like Drew Holiday. Drew That's Holiday. Yep. Drew Holiday is the shooting guard on the all-tournament team at small forward. Oof. Um, ah, I, I mean, don't know that there is one. Like yeah. The cheap option is Kyle Anderson. But he's going to be chalk. Paul George is going to be chalk. Kevin Durant's going to be chalk. Uh, Omri Caspi? Michael Beasley. Michael Beasley. He will either play 14 minutes or he'll score 40 fantasy points. And that's exactly what you're looking for yep. in a tournament play. Nobody's going to play him. No one's going to play him. Uh, power forward, Derek Favors. Do we think his ownership will be low? I do. Okay. So I'm going with Derek Favors as our power forward. Yep. And then I think the center's boogie. As I think the yeah. all-tournament play is you're fading either Durant or Curry and playing Boogie. Yeah, the only other one that I want to give is Dwight Howard. Okay. Uh, I think Dwight Howard is, you know, he's not going to have any ownership in this spot, and he has really played well recently. He has. I I, I have a small fear of Marcin Gortat hurting his feelings, but yeah. uh, other than that, I think he is a perfect fit on the all-tournament team, and I look forward... To tomorrow. I know Thursday is going to be a short slate, but we don't even mind short sl- slates anymore. We Not get Adam Azer back. He's going to tell us how much money we want him, and it's going to be great. For Mike Buckler, I'm Heath Cummings. This is the Sportsline DFS Podcast. We'll talk to you tomorrow.